Welcome back. This is hashtag Afro Sapio Files. And here we have the vicious abolitionist and just Ray. <laughs> yeah, Ray you know, here. I always forget all my names and everything, but it's basically just Ray. <clears throat> the Cinnamon Sophisticate. That was that was the nickname I gave you. Yeah. That's the good. Cinnamon Sophisticate Ray. And we want to talk about a lot of uh, what took place this week. There's a lot of things, a lot of black men engaged in uh, what we call tanuki suit wearing. Most folks call it coonery. We're going to discuss these things. So um, which one are we going to hit up first? Wait, so many. I think the first two can basically go hand in hand since it was the same Becky bot that they were, you know, socially lusting over even if it wasn't sexual but just for the simple fact of wanting to get in the yeah so <clears throat> kkk panties yeah I'll, um i'll yeah let's start that one off um for those who follow the podcast you might know that um the last treacherous two hashtag treacherous tuesdays episode i talked about um i referenced the interview that trevor noah off the daily show gave uh, Tommy Lauren, a white supremacist, a white supremacy propagandist, um, f- young female, young white female. And <clears throat> and I was more so talking about the question that she ducked. What can a black, what can black folks do? What type of race, what type of protest is effective and what type of protest white folks can get down with, which is absolutely nothing. Anyway, you can see that episode if you like. Um, but Let's dive a little bit further in. Today, we want to dive a little bit further into um, the sociology, psychology behind Trevor Noah and um, and Tommy Lyron, and to include Charlemagne the God, who is a um, who is another podcaster, so a radio show podcasting guy, so to speak, who sought to, I guess, go out on a date with this white supremacy propagandist. From my standpoint, I am very appalled. Well, let's. My, from my stand, let me, let me back that one back. From my standpoint, <clears throat> it's like, um, I have two different responses for Trevor Noah and, you know, Charlemagne, the God, the God, Charlemagne, Trevor Noah. I understand that Trevor Noah, I understand that he's trying to, uh, facilitate this show he has, because one of the things that made John Stewart's Daily Show great is the fact that he had rivals who showed up on his TV show and they can like talk it out, duke it out. Of course, John Stewart always wins because he's most logical. He, you know, and uh, John Stewart's villain, his designated rival villain guy, was always O'Reilly. O'Reilly from Fox News will show up on the Daily Show, or or John Stewart will show up on his show or they'll show up in a neutral spot and they'll just debate it out. It was some good stuff. It looks like Tommy Lauren. Well, it looks like Trevor knows looking for the same thing. And honestly, I have to say he does need it. He does need a rival. He needs a um, designated villain that shows up that he can debate that is on opposite side of the spectrum. It makes the daily show great. Um, so I can see I mean, at the fact that, Trevor Noah don't exactly own the show he's on. It's Comedy Central that owns that show. I can totally see why Trevor Noah does not go all in to destroy this this white supremacy propagandist and all her bullshit talking voice. I can clearly see that, you know, you know, respect to the show somewhat. Charlemagne, Charlemagne, however, I have different standards for. Charlemagne, he actually owns and runs his at his Breakfast Club um, podcast radio show. Char- Charlemagne, the, the God, he's not he's not beholden to um, Comcast or Viacom, Viacom or Sony or or Time Warner or any of the, the big the big five um, media network systems and stuff like that. Not only that, but t- like Charlemagne the God, he's also American. He's an American black dude from, you know, East Coast. He should know how racism works. He should know these things while Trevor Noah should still be, he's probably still learning um, how American racism works. So. No, he ain't. He ain't? No, he's not. 
that dude is younger than us and he grew up in South Africa to where it was still <laughs> illegal for his parents to be married. So his dad had to walk ahead and his mom and him had to walk behind and nobody could see them together. He knows exactly wow. what it is. And that is why I can't really give as much leeway to him as to the other one, because we're raised, even whether we're raised in the hood or in the suburbs, we're raised around all people. So we're raised to see it all the same. But when he was born, he was an illegal child. Mm. And it was hidden Ooh. for a while, for several years. And in wow. his stand-up, African-American, he even mentions this. Hmm. And the fact mm -hmm. that he doesn't to do with it. He claims, well, they told him to go out and go to lunch and this and that. He sent her cupcakes, all this extra crap. There was, there's a line that shouldn't be crossed. And the fact that someone would tell him to do this, he should have known it was for the reason to get black folks angry at him. Just for the simple fact that when black men are in positions of being well-known and respected, yeah. they're always gonna go out of their way to make them look bad. But there's really no excuse for this. It's like, you can't be the bigger and better person for so long. It just makes you look like a chump, a punk, pathetic a groupie of white supremacy and it's it's disgusting to me like i i seen a meme i even shared it but it was of um him driving miss daisy and of course tommy was miss daisy and then uh, <laughs> um shirley temple where uh, charlemagne i'm not gonna call him a god because no um he was like shucking and jiving with shirley temple and she was shirley temple but there's an issue in our community to where most of us grew up indoctrinated to shame and be angry and upset with our own people and punish them way more so than white people doing the same thing. Yeah. And part of me thinks, well, maybe this is what I'm doing, but part of me also sees the fact that Charlemagne does the same thing. He'll go out of his way to shame, blame, be disgusted with black women for every little thing and then when it comes to Tommy Loren, he'll say something as stupid as, I just want to know if she's ever had any black dick, because if she has, that means she's not racist. Like, why does she get, she gets this much leeway. All she has to do is let a black dick inside of her for her not to be racist. But then when it comes to black women, you want to call them all kinds of, but like, no. It's crossing the line. Yeah, let, let's talk about that one. Let's talk about um, uh, sex, sex slash race relations and uh let, let's put it out there how you feel about that group of people. yeah yeah like um we live in a day and age where racism is so complex that it's totally possible to have sex with somebody and be racist mm -hmm. you know and, and, you know have don't you know you don't give a damn about the rest you know and you're willing to destroy enable uh you know the rest so having a few and it's, it's similar to the I have a black friend type of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. It's the um, same exact thing. I mean, and <clears throat> Dylan Roof. The thing that pissed, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. The thing that pissed me off so much about Tommy Lawrence that, well, I mean, Charlemagne the God, or Charlemagne, you know, um, the heretic, or what do you want to call him? This guy, he he gives Tommy Lawrence the space to be like, well, I have black friends. You know, I have black friends that's on the opposite side of the spectrum. I could not be racist. I mean, think about this. How can I be racist? I have friends, Trevor Noah, from friends with Trevor Noah and Charlemagne, you know, and it's like, what? How come it's always us who go, who, who's extending that olive leaf out? How, like, what? Because for we're example, the people who are forced to what? be around every single demographic. From yeah, birth what uh, Black Lives Matter activists have she befriended? You know what I mean? Like, why are we going on out of our way? And another thing about this shit is that she looked like Ann Coulter. You know, um, nobody would want to holler at her. She like an Ann Coulter with, with her Adam's apple looking like she got an elbow on her neck and shit. Nobody would want to holler she's at her at all. She's got the same exact mindset yeah. as Bill O'Reilly, except she's just fuckable. Which is why white people will look at people like me or other light-skinned females and hate everything about us and our culture and our people and still want to fuck us. And then 
The only difference is they could be like, well, I'm not racist because look, I want to stick my dick in this. But it doesn't work that way when it comes to pro-black people who like Malcolm X and MLK and like they were called terrorists and they were killed by the government. But at the time they had fucked white people and that's not going to let them, it's not going to let white people say, oh, oh, well, they're not racist. Never mind. Let's reconsider what we think about them because that's not how it works. If any black person in our right minds, which most of us are, who are pro-black say, hey, I've had sex with a white person or I have a white brother or cousin or best friend or whatever the case, like a lot of this stuff has applied to me, but I'm still labeled on face on YouTube by a couple of people as the most racist person on YouTube. <laughs> the same excuses that work for us do not work or the same excuses that work for them don't work for us. Yeah. Because we well, are seen as guilty or innocent and them as innocent or guilty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But ultimately that, that excuse is, bullshit period though because a lot of these white folks remember i had a a really racist white friend and uh, i thought that the time i was a little younger you know i thought that you know me being smart guy that i am would change how he thinks in regards to black people as a whole but only thing that happened was that um when it comes to any other black person they have to be at my standard so it's it's like it's like everybody except for me I can't. I became the exception, not the rule. That's the rule must I'm meet the exception, and it's like um, it's it's not right because you see all of his white friends. They can be bums and stupid idiot fools, but the yeah. black friend has to be at my level or higher, it's which never shit. really took place. You know, so I was the only black friend he had. You know, it's kind of like I call it the Jackie Robinson principle. You know, the black dude entering in in a white establishment has to be three times to five times better than any white person there. That guy became the exception. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and, on, and and when it comes to stuff like that, these boundaries and barriers, you can call this person a pioneer, but they didn't really become equal until the bum-ass motherfucker, but the bum-ass black dude can play bat- baseball. The bums that you don't know, the the uh, who has the sports cards that you don't collect, those guys. When those guys arrived on the scene, that's when it's equal. So I wouldn't really call this dude um, not racist. Well, at least you know, in regards to the friendship, until he had some bum ass black dudes who's dumb, stupid, and shit like that. Just like those white friends, those dumb, stupid white friends he got. Well, Well, that's the thing, though. The more you know somebody or the more you accept them or praise them or see them in a higher light, the more you will put up with them and the less you will see as far as their their faults go. And I think that goes for the majority of the people that we're going to talk to whenever we are seeing popular people or well-liked people from a majority of our community. We're going to let them slide with a lot more stuff than we would actually let other people slide. And we'll even let them slide with a lot more shit than we'll even let ourselves slide with when it comes to the certain things they say or do. Because a lot of us in our right minds, we would not sit there and talk to a well-known person who hates and makes their money off of disrespecting and shaming and propagating hate towards black people and then send them cupcakes or flowers or go out on a date with them or any kind of crap yeah it's, it's like there's no way that that line would be crossed like that in our personal lives or with our friends or with our family or anybody else but for some reason when people are more popular it's okay to do it because we make up several excuses as to why it's okay yeah uh, you know like when it comes to the show and the debate that trevor noah had i totally get that you know show business he wants to have a rival blah 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 but he didn't have to like get buy our cupcakes and shit like that and cinnabuns and shit and like you know treat and treat like a like a girl he wants to holler at. He didn't yeah. he didn't have to do that at all. Show it's business, like, I totally got it. But that 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 was extra shit he did, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I'm a bit mad at him about it. You know I, I want to you know the show is looking good thus far and everything else and the debate he had and discussion. I knew how I knew he's not going to come hard as I'm going, as I would. I got it. Everybody can't be me. I understand. He has a business to protect. He has a job protect. He doesn't own that shit. I understand. But the stuff that he did beyond his job, 
that was bullshit. That was a middle finger. I'm gonna give a middle finger right back at this guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, now I was impressed it, with it. I was impressed with what he said show? to her, and it was like very yeah. classy, sensuous savageness. Like it was savagery, but it was very sensual and respectful. It was comical, comical savagery. I yeah, mean, it was. And which is what you would expect from a Daily Show, because he's 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 a comedian. He's a political comedian, so it's not even that. But he knows, just like the rest of us, whenever they come and talk to us, they're expecting or hoping or waiting for that bitter blackness that they think we're nothing more than. So the fact that he yeah. kept his calm and he still just made these little little jabs and things like that. It was beautiful, but you yeah. completely shat on it as soon as you Still. went out and then you were sending gifts like, here you go. Little yeah. I, um, I would have been happy if they were food poisoned. Like, I mean, some of the things that he didn't press that I remember, oh man, oh, when I wrote that, did a other podcast, it's a couple of things that he could have just, he didn't press hard enough. He didn't like, Shut down um, some of her talk points hard enough. There was really blue me. Spitting out some bullshit ass statistics, and he didn't stop it because I don't think he actually knows or did his research beforehand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, uh, well, black folks are this like this 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 percentage or possible probability of shoot, killing yeah. a cop, but and she didn't. But she didn't add the probability of a white person killing cops more so than anybody that's, else. Like, that, that probability is out the roof in regards to black what? folks. It's just. It's like she didn't, she didn't add that. So you saw that. Just like Donald Trump. Black people die 90% more so by other black people. No, the fuck they don't. They die by heart disease and um things like that. You don't you don't do the research and then you go up there against a well-known anti-black person. You're gonna be able to hit them with the jazz, but you're also gonna have the racists that are stupid and uneducated thinking that she's right whenever she mentions this bullshit ass statistic and you don't say nope, this isn't right. Yeah, Tim Wise. Tim Wise would have ate, ate that girl up. I would love to see that yeah. shit. That, that's some white on white crime right there, man. You see Tim Wise eat up another oh, an actual racist white dude. Good God, and he's funny. He he is political comedian funny. Yeah, <laughs> God, no, damn I don't follow funny. him. No, like he he he'll yeah. rip motherfuckers apart. I don't follow um, white people and give them. I can't I, well, give them praise for. Speaking up on their own shit. So. Well, it's not. It's not a matter. It's just praise. It's just that he's funny, and uh, I yeah. rather I rather nice them do the work than than me because they should be doing that work. Like I yeah. like like when it comes to um yeah like when it comes to me or us black folks, it's like college, you know, um or like an elite special forces teaching shit, and then. White folks who get it, they learn from us and they go out into the crowd, the crowd of white people, and they engage all the dumbass, idiot, bumfuck white folks to include the supremacists shit like that. I don't want to do it. You know, like, like, folks be like, like, you talk about race. I don't want to talk about racism that much. I, I really don't. I, I mean, if it was over right now, if y'all white motherfuckers fix this shit right now, I'll be done. But since y'all have not, since y'all don't, I continue. So, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's that. I mean, them motherfuckers need to do that shit. I don't. I don't want to talk to white. I don't want to talk to dumbass white folks about racism. Tommy Lauren included. I don't. I'd rather have someone else do that shit. I'd rather have a white proxy go over there and talk to these motherfuckers. I don't have the patience for it. I'll, mm-hmm. I have. I'm violent. I have guns. Well, I've I have learned yeah. sticks. Yeah. I have nunchucks. I have swords. I like you know. I have my fist, bone, and sinew. I'm violent. So if someone wants to um, act really stupid with me, I, I'll, I'll want to end their life because I don't want to respect. I, I don't. I don't have the patience to respect someone who does not. Who by default does not respect my life as is. Don't expect. Don't respect my existence because I'm black. So from from the get go, there is problematic. Yeah. You know, and yeah, like Tommy Lauren. I mean. Like uh, there's this one um, guy who worked at work for Morgan State. I don't know what, what he does. He's a professor at Morgan State. To, you know, I saw this debate on Twitter. So I hit this young up. I'm like, look, dude, um, he's trying to say uh, Tommy Lauren's not racist. You know, he's trying to say, well, prove that she's a racist. I'm like, look, first and foremost, buddy, um, there's a difference between being a racist now and 
racist adjective adverb, you know, descriptively racist. I don't know. Black folks, people who are inflicted by racism don't give a fuck about who's a racist or not. The noun form of racism, we don't give a fuck. We give a fuck about is the behavior, the actions, the conduct, you know. So Tommy, like looking at that, gauging by that standard, yes, she's a she's racist. She's racist as hell as hell. She's a white supremacy. She's a white supremacy propagandist. Yes, she's racist. So don't. It's like white folks when it comes to the word racism or uh, the concept of being racist, they like to add these um, modifiers. Like, well, um, this person is not personally racist. I've heard this before. Not personally racist. Like Donald Trump, he's not personally racist. I don't give a fuck if he if he has this shit in his heart. That's what they go by. Like by his heart. It's not in his heart. No, but you know, if you're a punch clock racist, you're they're actually worse. Until I'd rather I'd rather deal with I'd rather deal with someone who has it in their heart versus a punch clock racist, because a punch clock racist, a person who engaged in racism by you know, to as an ends to justify the means, like to get elected or to get more money or, or something like that, they're more dangerous than a, than a, than the you know, racism in their heart type because they, they won't stop until they're successful or they won't stop until, you know, there's no stopping it because they're making money off of it or getting success off of it. So that motherfucker's worse. This person, you can't, you like the, the punch clock racist. You can't reason with at all. They're, they're doing it. They're diving into racism to succeed, you know, financially. So, you know, uh, they, yeah, these white motherfuckers miss me that shit. Talking about like, well, she's not racist because she's not personally racist. Nobody gives a fuck if she. They're personally racist. You take, you take, you you take, yeah. But I'm saying though, like, you take one person who really like. They all make it a court case. Yeah, they make it a court case. Like you have to prove this is true. Yeah, yeah. Like Like, you take a white dude. It's check this out. You take a white dude who's personally racist, but they're like very ineffective at at white supremacy propaganda and shit. They don't kill nobody. They don't do nothing. Then you take someone who is a, a punch clock racist and they, and thousands to millions of people um, engage in their white supremacy rhetoric, which one I'm more worried about? I'm worried about the mother, the punch clock racist motherfucker who does it for fucking money. I'm not worried about this poo butt motherfucker over here who 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 really deeply believes what he's saying, but he doesn't. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, he's ineffective. He's invisible. I'm. I'm worried They're about this, this highly visible motherfucker who has a has a platform that that millions of people listen to, and they get radicalized off of this motherfucker. Ain't radicalizing the goddamn thing. This bitch, well, she radicalizes the, the motherfuckers who they ain't got shit. I'm worried about that this one, one person who has thousands or millions of followers and then there are thousands and millions of followers out there that nobody sees that still go with the flow and those are the more dangerous ones to me yeah because they're sitting there being quiet not making a fuss not speaking up not calling us niggers but they're still helping the process of systemic racism and i think those are the most dangerous ones more so than tommy loren because once she's gone and they fire her for getting too much black dick they're just going to replace <laughs> somebody else. And then there's still going to be all these people out here doing the same shit, which is nothing whenever it comes to stopping systemic yeah. racism because they're comfortable with it. They're comfortable with mediocrity and being losers, even if they're poor. What, like if you have privilege and you're poor, you're already a fucking idiot. So you're going to sit here and just blame black people for everything and blame Mexicans for everything anyways. And they're the more dangerous ones to me. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're both dangerous nonetheless. Absolutely. But yeah, though, I mean, but for the Pooba folks, I got my guns for. But for the folks who got a platform, I got this platform for. Yeah. Um, and if they were to do things by their own hand, then the guns will take them out too. But yeah, um, let's let's talk about man, I, I just I, I'm so pissed. You know, uh, one, There's so much crap going on lately. You know, like, okay. There's these guys who are, well, one of them shames black women on a regular basis, but then praises the KKK member and says all she has to do to get out of that little hole is to, like, give him some ass, basically. 
and the other one who knows what it's like to be an illegal child because of everything in Africa. Freaking and Africa, and Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? It's disgusting. And then you still have that yearning to be accepted by the white bitch anyway. And then you're just proving her point to other people. Look, I'm not racist. He sent me cupcakes. We're out on dates. We're taking selfies. Like, that's all it takes for people to say, oh, no, obviously they're not a racist because they'll deal with the likes of your ass. The problem is that is that she still has the power, though. She has the sociological power of white privilege. You know, she don't, I mean, she, there's no well, threat. cuteness, it's going to do even more. Yeah. But uh, they're like. With more when we're cute. Oh, like I was on this one message board for this uh, discussion group on Facebook, where it's like a lot of uh, white supremacist bullshit take place to, inc- to include um, anti-gay, uh, anti-transgender, like the whole nine, you know, the total package of white supremacy going on up in that bitch. And um, folks, you know, and the way the, the uh, rules were in there, it polices behavior instead of... Um, instead of uh, outward behavior versus act the actual thing, like actual what's pissing people off. So if this guy is a white, a white heterosexual Christian male acting a fucking fool in, in regards to, uh, he like, it is a debate group. So he diligently speaks pretty much white supremacy propaganda and the minority person gets pissed. It's like, man, fuck you. The fact that you said fuck you and curse at this person, you're about to get banned and shit. And, you know, it's like, you know, and, and people were like, well, the, 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 that white dude is really calm and cool and collected. And it's like, well, of course he is. He has all the fucking privilege. Of course, he's only, he, has, he, has no, he has no sociological predator. He, he, he like, shit, man. He's, he, you know, he's white privilege, heterosexual, hetero privilege, Christian privilege, you know, like the total package, cis privilege, the total package. So, of course, he's been calm and cool. Real talk. I mean, why would he be pissed? Why would he be angry? This is the reason why people like Richard Spencer exist. You know, Richard Spencer, you see this white supremacist ass white. He's all calm and cool when he's talking, no matter what. Well, of course, he's white in America. He has no reason to be irate. He he, he, he has no reason to sound like Malcolm X or, or, or me. You know, yeah, there's no passion behind it. So, yeah, uh, there, well, there's no reason. There's no, there's no threat. Up. There's no threats. You know, they're the ones who threaten others. They're the oppressor, you know, Mm -hmm. who's seeking to oppress. Those who are getting oppressed, they have threat upon their backs. So they're like, you know, so us, we get irate. We get pissed. We lose patience. These guys, I mean, of course, they're not going to lose patience. Why? They're in charge. America loves, America sucks their dick. Why? Like, why would this person, why would this guy tell me the fuck? Why would he say fuck you to me? You don't have to, you know, all you do is says is white supremacy shit, which is normalized behavior to piss white black folks off. Black guy curses and swears and say, fuck you. And you and ban the black dude for saying fuck you versus I like angry. seeing the bigger picture of this white supremacy shit that's going on. Mm. That's like, that's a relationship that Tommy Lauren has with any black nigga, any black dude that she's or woman that she's going to holler at. It is interesting. Cause I, you know, she, She's not going to talk to a, a black chick on anything like that. You know, she's not going to talk to, like, say, Leslie Mack of uh, the um, that the Philly Interracial John uh, podcast or um, or um, some of these other black women. She's like you. She ain't going to talk to you about some shit. You know what I mean? Like, really? Can you That's imagine the thing that? that? White women don't fuck with black women and white men don't fuck with black men. Whenever you have someone at a disadvantage like white women can play the victim when it comes to arguing and talking shit to black men but they can't do that with black women and whenever it comes to white men their whole issue is bullying people so they have no issue talking shit to women especially black women because society sees black women as lower than anything so it's It's easier to start off up here and then sit here and try to kick somebody down here even further down because society is already on your side and society is already against them. And it's fucking pathetic. It seems like, uh, like, you know, it's very accurate with the black, with the black woman, the white woman thing dynamic, but it seems like white men, they seek to, they like at a, with a define and conquer narrative. They seek to 
uh, give a black woman a false elevated status. You know, I don't say false elevated status because it's an illusion, an illusionary elevated status over black men. And with black men, they'll somewhat engage, you know, but it's, they seek not to, but it's not as distant as white women to, to black women because white women are jealous of black women. You know, um, white women, when they see the black, like when a white woman in, within the white community, they see the black woman within the black community, they're jealous because black women have more power within the black community than white women have in the white community. And I'll keep on saying this, it pisses a lot of black feminists off, but it's true. Like, you know, how whites are together, white women, white men, is not analog to how black men and black women are. It's not. These these white chicks want to be you so bad. And it's reflected in music. It's reflected in entertainment. You look at all these white feminists. They're sitting there trying to do engage in various forms of black woman behavior and then call it their own. Mm. I, mean, I, I mean, I venture to say that white Their new hairstyles are all the old hairstyles. I'll venture to say that white feminism, as is, is a is a large grand scale appropriation of black female behavior. It's I'll, well, I'll, black feminism started before white feminism, and exactly, well, black want to have more power in the community. Yeah, it's all the thus far. You know, I mean, you see a lot of these white feminists that try to like even more so holler at black men as if they are. Um, like they are um, replacing black, uh, white, black women. You know what I mean? Like uh, that one homegirl wants to talk to uh, the New York Giants wide receiver, but he wasn't really feeling her like that. And then she wanted to like, like take, tear apart his character and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Lena Dunham, wherever her dumbass name is. Yeah. You know, dumb shit like, like Amy Schumer and shit. You know, just they're appropriating black women for some like, reason white women period. think that their feminism and the fact that their men don't respect them is equal to their men causing acts of genocide and you know oppression to black men and black women i remember seeing this one joint on facebook where uh this one white chick told like was talking to this black girl black black lady was like um you know, I like you're you y'all are so strong. I wish I had y'all strength. And then the black uh-huh. lady just like yeah. late. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. She, like the black girl, the black lady. Done I got dug tagged them a lot for obvious reasons. Yeah, the black the black lady dug in them guts, talking about like reason why we're strong because you exist because of the things mm-hmm. you've done to us and shit like that. And so it's like, I was, and I, when I first saw that, show, I was like, ooh, I love I love that stuff. But anyway, I um, read that a few times. Yeah, back to um, Charlemagne the God, Charlemagne the false god. Um, this guy, he says something about like, well, black and Latin women made, you know, platforms and stuff. And it's like so many black and black, like you, you're, you are, you have a, str- a strong YouTube and shit. And, I was thinking that too. He's like, well, um, black, black and, and I hate whenever black folks call Latin indigenous mixed people Spanish because we're not fucking Spanish. We're not European. We're indigenous yeah. Native Americans mixed with some fucking European. Spanish it, is a nationality. Me off just based on the fact that people are colonized by Spaniards and they speak Spanish that they're Spanish. No, the fuck they're not. That's annoying as hell, but that's neither here nor there. But there are plenty yeah. of Latin females, there are plenty of African, Black American females out there speaking the same shit that these people that are popular right now are speaking. But they're overlooked because they're women. They're overlooked because they're dark-skinned. They're overlooked because they don't meet the criteria for dark enough or Black enough or Latin enough because they don't speak Spanish or whatever the case. All of us are out here. And there's so many of us out here, but we're too busy trying to find some kind of false prophet to fucking follow that we're overlooking the rest of us and seeing the bigger picture, but the bigger minor, the bigger majority of the minorities together because we're too busy trying to find that one person to follow. And hey, that's what fucks up in the end. And that's where a lot of this shit with the next dude comes up because I've been talking about this false prophets and following false prophets because you just, you see them as your black Jesus, as your savior, and they ain't doing shit to save you. 
They're doing <laughs> things for the community, most likely, usually, or they're claiming they will. But a lot of us are praising people for doing the exact same thing that we're doing just because they have more to do with. And it's fucking us in the end. And especially oh, yeah, whenever a lot of these people who are speaking up for the black community are only speaking up for the black men or they're only speaking up for the black women. And a lot of them are speaking up for black men, but at the same time, slandering and hating black women mm. or vice versa. And that's the whole issue that I ended up in this week because yeah. of Tariq Nasheed saying something about, and I even quoted the shit and still people were telling me I was lying and making up stuff. Yes, yeah, let's, let's let's transition to that one there because I am totally baffled. Um, you know, when I, when I, I there's a couple of folks out there like yeah, like Umar, Doctor Umar, dude, and you have uh, Trina Sheed. They're kind of like one and the same. Sometimes I even mix their names up. I'll say Doctor Umar Sheed, you know, Tariq Umar. I'll, they're kind of alike. Um, I, I, I sit know. here and think they, about. I, <laughs> I mean. I about that i mean i think about uh like their their platform and as i as i analyze the platforms of many others out there and i'm like how come i'm not i gotta sneeze <laughs> crap and that's gonna be yes. a video but it's not gonna be well, a podcast so i can edit that shit out but um <laughs> but uh yeah. i um I sit there thinking about, you know, well, this is this podcast, like far as, okay, at first I was a part of Onyx Truth, which I did not totally control. Now I'm part of this year, you know. So Afro Sapio Fowl existed ever since August, 2016. Perhaps I may, perhaps I might be rushing a bit because uh, maybe I have unrealistic expectations. I think that we, like, we should really blow up and stuff like that. But, um, looking at it well even if, if even if i'm being unrealistic how come a person like shriek nasheed has such a following and um i don't i'm not exactly sure how long he's been out i, th- I know that's a factor i'm not too sure i don't know how long he's been out but i do know that the followers he have are loyal as f- inhuman god fuck. and it, it, it's it, how and why well, a lot of it is brokenness. Um, when we speak up and out as black people, we are all damaged as little. I mean, a lot of us don't want to deal with that, but we are the most. We're the group of people that has faced the most destruction and hate from other people. So we have very destructive characteristics and hateful characteristics. So a lot of times when black men and women online have a very large following, it isn't because of the love that we put out, but the animosity towards a certain group. Like there are a lot of people that claim to be pro-black, but it's only if you're not a black woman or you're not a black man or you're not a black homosexual, LGBTQ, or you're not a black Christian or you are a black Christian. And like we have this whole self-segregation issue ourselves based on all the hatred that we have dealt with and we're trying to we're starting to pick up on, or we've been picking up on, you know, the oppressor's um, whole mentality. So I think a lot of his followers are people who love their black men, but they like this patriarchy and want women to shut up and just sit there and look pretty and follow. And they don't really respect black women like they should. Yeah. I think that's why like I saw another girl, like once this whole shit popped off and he tagged me, but he wouldn't speak to me directly and claimed that I hated black men. And um, I was a fake black feminist, all this stuff that I've never actually, no, none of this stuff, I mean, it's just not me. I don't say I'm a black feminist. I don't, I praise black men regularly. It's not every day. And I think that was one of his defense mechanisms, coping mechanisms for somebody disagreeing with him and him getting some attention. Finding fault with uh, what he says. And, and it's like, <clears throat> I think that with B, especially with you, um, we like folks to question us. We like, we, 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 we don't care for dick writers. 
I'm not looking for folks to dick ride. I feel uncomfortable with that. Yeah. I feel very uncomfortable with anybody who's going to agree with everything I say. Yeah, there's like, you know, him on the other hand. It's the same as somebody disagreeing with everything. Seems like a pathological narcissist because, I mean, first and foremost, he he doesn't take disagreement well. Then he seeks to hurt those who he disagrees with. Yeah. A pathological narcissist seeks to hurt others. You know, um, yeah. like Kanye, Kanye West is not Kanye West is a narcissist, but he's not a pathological narcissist because he doesn't he doesn't seek to hurt others. Donald Trump, on the other hand, is a pathological narcissist. He he has narcissism, then he also seeks to hurt others when they don't follow or they disagree yeah. with him. You know, and that's what Tariq Nasheed looks like. Yeah, um, I um, saw a video today. Um, since this whole ordeal, people have been in my inbox. And it's just, it's a little awkward because I don't focus, I hate focusing. For one, I don't like arguing black folks online. I don't like going back and forth and getting white supremacists off at all. Um, If I have a disagreement with a black person, it's temporary and I prefer blocking them or deleting them to actually arguing with them like that. But people have been sending me videos and stuff of him saying, if you're going to date a black girl, date a mixed woman with a white mother. And what? there was another girl. She actually, I've been looking at her picture. She's creepy. She freakishly looks like me. And uh, her name is Zaza Ali. I actually follow her on YouTube and didn't even notice until someone sent me this video. But he did the same thing to her. She made a post that wasn't specifically directed at him, but he made it about him. And she mentioned a picture with a bunch of girls like touching and fondling, like little, like a stripper pose. She said, them not having respect for themselves, I'm going to take it out more so on them than I would on the men. But just because they don't respect themselves doesn't mean that black men should go out of their way to disrespect you. And that's pretty much how I am. Don't go out of your way to say I hate black men or I disrespect black men just because I disagreed with what you said and you don't care for black women so you want to flip it around and make it look like I'm the bad guy <clears throat> and he was claiming like stuff that could get her really like murked in the hood like he was claiming she was like she's a convicted felon and she was facing all these charges and she got out with probation and she's a snitch and all this other kind of crap but he never replied to her or responded with actual proof and that's the same crap he's been doing here but Less so on my case, just because he's saying all this stuff. I made up this stuff, even though it's an actual video of him speaking and saying specifically what I said. Wow. But he goes out of his way, like when it comes to women, I think he has this anger issue towards black women. So he has to paint us in an ugly light so that the men who also hate women are like, yeah, 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 let me ride your dick, let me ride your dick. It's fucking pathetic. Like, he tagged me to a post about him, and I'm just one of the thousands of people who have shared the same exact post. And then he told everybody that I was completely lying, and we, me and Keisha, actually made this video that we shared from other people's pages. And wow. it's actually him, his voice, and everything. And we're like, he even has it up on his old pimping websites. Somebody came to my YouTube that's... and posted the very link. That's some delusional shit. And there's still people on his page saying, you're a liar. I listened to the whole thing and he never said this. I said, I literally verbatim quoted him. And it's within the very first two minutes of this segment. So if you listen to the two minutes, you will literally hear it. For me to do that, I mean, I'm sitting there like, if I was, I I couldn't do that. Somebody would say, all right, this is a clip from your podcast. Like, like oh, how are you that rap. It was like, well, it was like, well, damn, that is me. Like, but the 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 difference between Tariq Nasheed and me is that I'm surrounded by so many black women that even if I came off stupid, y'all correct me. You know, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then whenever you're so about your people, like if you're about your people, if you're about your family, if you're about your friend, if you're about yourself. <laughs> Surely you will want people to respect and love and care enough about you to check you when you're wrong. And me, I'm not even a follower. This is literally the very first thing I ever shared of his. And all I said was it was going based on the last couple of days 
of the false prophets and us putting them on a pedestal like deities when they're men. We all make mistakes, so we're all going to say fucked up shit and do wrong things, and it's, it's fucking, it's mentally unhealthy for us to do this. For us to sit there and follow someone so blindly, like black Jesus, to where they can do wrong to other people, and we're going to be like, nope, took that out of context. Like, you're cherry-picking the bull that you're buying from this dude. You don't even need a fucking Bible. I'm it's like, fucking I would, sick. I would love to have the loyalty, like the fan base loyalty he has, but at the same time, they keep me sharp. Like, if I say something stupid or crazy, they um, they will, like, say, hey, Johnny, man. Hey, Johnny, JS. That was mad whack. And I'm like, ooh, you know what? Yeah, it was. You know, I, I mean, it'd be great to have, you know, the intelligence of the folks who follow me and the loyalty of the folks that follow him. I mean, if you can't check yourself, if you can't look within yourself and see the faults within yourself, then you stop growing intentionally. <laughs> so you're still on this same level on this platform while other people are growing and growing. So you're going to be upset a lot more times when other people are checking you for your bullshit. I remember of, uh, and it has nothing to do with him and his stupid pimping logic. Like there's a lot of females out there that were selling themselves for whatever comfort that they needed in life, but that doesn't mean that they have not outgrown that or seen themselves in a better light or bigger, better picture, but he's still yeah. in that same whole mentality. And it's, it's fucked up. Cause I don't even know the dude, but the inboxes and the messages from other people are like, this dude here, he's doing this. He's doing that. He's fake here. He's doing this. He, he hates women. He hates this. He hates that. It's, it's sad. Cause we can, it's a balance thing. I checked women for doing this to black men you're not gonna come to my page you're not gonna be in front of me you're not gonna disrespect black men period black men are fucking beautiful they're strong they go through more shit than other men but on the flip side you're not gonna disrespect black women and sit there and blame them for slavery revolts not like yeah being well, this guy said that a lot of slavery. So he's insinuating the, the notion that most slavers the only were, reason they were not because of black women were comfortable under white. They were snitching. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and the thing is, first and foremost, if you really read history, if you really read slave history like how I have, and I'm not even finishing. I haven't even touched like the surface. He would know that slavers' revolts were frequent. They're Very frequent. frequent. They were so frequent. Very. Like you can like see the old newspaper documents and shit of sleep revolt. They're, they're that's frequent. why they're so scared of black people yeah, now. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's why they're so afraid of black folks now. Slave slave revolts are so fucking frequent, it's categorically absurd. And so, then the one they, thing that kept going through my mind, well, when a revolt was being planned, our sisters, and don't call them sisters if you're gonna sit here and throw them under the bus. Our sisters had to Hey, <laughs> no should right. I go and join the revolt or should I stay here? A master cleans me, cooks. He, uh, I mean, not. Like, but that's like, not even like, necessarily like, true. Like, like there's so many black women that like they were not. They're like every black woman in slavery was not held in the house. You know, it's, it's just the house wasn't no picnic. You yeah, even the house was, even the house was. Yeah, even the house wasn't a guy. You got beat regularly. You still got your ass whipped in that fucking kitchen for dropping something or breaking <laughs> something or not doing something right. And rape is rape. I mean, if I mean, and then that's the, the, that's, that's why I got upset. Yeah, rape like, is should rape. I go and yeah. join this revolt because like, mass fucks me? Like, and that's okay. He's the type of dude. He's the type of dude that sees a woman and gets raped perpetually. And it's like, well, and she like, enjoys well, it. she likes like, it now. Like Sally yeah, Hemings and Thomas it. Jefferson. Like, oh, Sally, she must have enjoyed that shit. Exactly. No, no. Because he took Sally Heming to Paris and places like that regularly to fuck her. Uh, automatically, people assumed there was some kind of love there. Like it was her choice to be in love or something with this man. Bullshit. She was like a toy poodle like Paris Hilton carried around. And then he took it out and fucked her regularly. And even and then to that, even claim that that had that was like the majority, like oh, but black women, uh, you get clothed, you get fed, and then massa would fuck you every once in a while, and that wasn't that bad. The fuck is rape not? When is rape not that bad? He sounds like a black when dude that wants fighting? a white pussy. Like like 
I'm, I'm a black guy. And I'm so jealous that these, these black women have so much white dick. How can we didn't get no, no white pussy? That's what he sounds like. And he's even mentioned like. that when someone asks, would you fuck a white girl? Hell yeah, I'd take a European flag into the bedroom and fuck that white girl. Like, and you're sitting here talking about bed winches and how they're how destructive they were to the black community, but you're sitting here like that BBC fetish and okay with it? There is no how is that different? You're fucking sick. You're disgusting. You're disturbed. And that's why you're going out of your way to slander each and every person who disagrees with your fucking mentally ill ass. It's gross. Yeah. Like just because you keep repeatedly and repetitiously raping a female and she eventually just gives up and gets used to it and just pulls her dress up. <clears throat> that doesn't make it any less rape than what it was the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, futility is, is, a, is a, the hiccups are killing you. Wow. Futility is a, is a, is a thing, you know, like people, when things are futile, when folks feel they have no choice, there's a surrender. That's you know, the thing. And then people <laughs> will sit there and argue and fight like, Black men had it worse during slavery than black women. For one, black women were getting raped and beat, and black men had to sit there and watch that shit, not be able to do anything about it. That's fuck. There's nothing better about those situations. Black men were getting beat and having to yeah. There's a, there's equality and stuff day. Black women had to sit there and watch their man being emasculated and beaten and occasionally raped. Also, there's nothing better about either situation. And why the fuck? Are we ignoring and forgetting the children who are having to watch all this stuff and get ready for what the fuck they had to go through? Also, it's disgusting. Anytime somebody says black men or black women had it better or light skin being raped inside versus black skin, dark skin outside in the fields, it's fucked up. It's mentally ill. It's disgusting. It's wrong. There's no excuses for that shit. Instead of sitting here trying to figure out who had it better out of a shitty ass fucking situation, we should be sitting here arguing and fighting with who the fuck made it happen. Yeah, it's I agree. fucking gross. Yeah. Show sure, I me. Trevor and Tariq Nasheed. It's funny because it's like Tariq, he, 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 he tries to. He tries to be against white supremacy, but he serves it so well in many cases. Similar to a lot of the black feminists, black feminists online, and uh, <clears throat> I call them Facebook feminists. Similar, similar to these folks, like they serve white supremacy so well, and uh, it, it just really pisses me off. I mean, Tariq, well, I, these hiccups seem to go, but Tariq Nasheed, man. He's too intelligent. He's actually, he has too many resources to be that damn stupid. You know? The more resources you have, the less you actually look for and reach for. Yeah. It's like the more money that you have, the less you give a damn about anything outside of your own circle. I suppose, I suppose that's true, but if I had resources he had, I think I'd be the same guy. Yeah, I'll say that until we get there. That's why I try not to, I try to at least give that opposing view, but for the most part, people, it's just like all these people like Tariq Nasheed and Dr. Umar, all these other people. Um, we all come up for the majority, the majority of us. You don't want to say all, but a lot of us grow up in poverty and we know what it's like to be poor more so than not. So we all say what we would do if we had it. And then once we have it, we're like, well, let me go ahead and have this fun first. Let me go ahead and do this first. That's a lot easier said than done. Whenever yeah. it comes down. But when it comes to white fighting white supremacy, I don't think you'll ever find me attacking black women as he does, or uh, or becoming narcissistic enough where I, I seek I seek to destroy anybody who disagrees or have an issue with what I say. Like those fundamentals will never change. Do you say? I've been there. I started off disrespecting black women more so than anybody because I felt like, well, I'm one. So I need, it's just like the whole, what about black on black crime, but for black women? Well, if you love yourself, you shouldn't be wearing weed. You shouldn't be talking back to men like this. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Like I took off 
judging black women first and foremost before anybody else because of what everybody else was saying and what I saw myself different as compared to the majority and you're not like the rest of them. So it's easier for them to do that, but it's, I think it takes something to where they need to actually break themselves out of that mold. And it takes a really rude awakening. And a lot of times it takes a lot of us turning our backs on our own people before they get their shit right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, oh, I still got hiccups. Jesus, holy crap. Anyway, though, I'm about to, um, let's bring this one to a close. Do you have any last, last words to add to this, uh, podcast here? Basically, don't let your ego put you in a position to have the people you claim to care about question how much you care about them or how much they care about you. Mm, I have to agree with that one. For last words from the soul brother, number one of a kind. For my last words go to Charlemagne. Um, in regards to his thing, talking about like uh, black women have not been doing stuff, haven't not been making these moves. You know, you have a black woman, black lady who's in charge of the MTV, um, not unplugged, but what's it called? Um, decoded. MTV Decoded. You have a homegirls on who's on top of the Fort Harriet. You have her. You have um, yep. Rachel Revere, right, right here, right here with us. Afro Samuel file. You have Leslie Mack, part of the uh, the Philly Pod, Philly podcast. You have so many black women out there doing things. Black, like Charlemagne. If you're listening to this, probably not listening to this, but if you are, I want to let you know that black women single handedly created Black Lives Matter. That alone, that alone should should shut you the fuck up in regards to criticizing black women in regard in regards to uh creating platforms and whatnot black women single-handedly created black lives matter and on top of that being the the uh the photo fucking hiccups wow being the photojournalist that i am i've been to many black lives matter meetings many black lives matter meetings and i've seen nothing but black women like not only just black women present, but in charge, you know, and, and quite frankly, Panthers. usually I'm the only, bl- well, actually like 98, uh, this is not no exaggeration, but 99% of the time, I well, well 100%, 100% of the time, I'm the only cisgender hetero black male there each and every fucking time. Ask around, ask around. I'm the only fucking like heterosexual black dick, black dick there. And so like, there's so many black women involved with this civil rights movement. It's category, like the fact that they single-handedly created Black Lives Matter, it's categorically absurd to sit there and say that black women are not making, you know, platforms and shit you know and, and from there why don't you elevate these women why don't you signal boost these women out here man mm. why don't you signal boost Les, uh leslie mack uh sig- signal boost signal boost rachel revere signal boost some of these other women that i can't think of right now off the top of my head why don't you do some um investigative journalism investigate fucking hiccups investigative journalism and and seek and find out who the black lives matter um organizers and lead, leaders are where you're located they're going to be women and then move from there why you're elevating this fucking white this this white supremacy propaganda shit bitch you lost your fucking mind it's, you know it said that he made himself donkey today and something like that i don't know i don't know but you're damn sure going to be tanuki of the week on my next treacherous tuesdays podcast because you're wearing that suit pretty fucking hard that being said, I'll say that it's about that time. Think. <clears throat> oh God, these hiccups. Woo. It's about that time. Thanks for joining us. Before you leave, if you like what you heard, click like and subscribe to us. 
to us on iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you go for your podcast. Do not let this be the last time we hear from you and you hear from us. Follow us on the Facebook Afrosapiophile. And if you want and if you want to be heard, you can always leave a voice message at 202-854-1996. Last but not least, be sure to leave a no, if you if so, write a review on iTunes you know, on this episode. That'd be great. And uh, be sure to check us out on AfroSuperFile.com for everything that is us. This is Johnny Silvercloud and the Cinnamon Sophisticate signing out. Peace. Peace.